Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Freddie Kraft. You're listening to Door Bumper Clear, presented by OfferPad. We're back after Charlotte to talk more Hendrick domination, what Denny said about Joey Logano, and the big truck crash. Here we go in three, two, one. Nobody's listening, but I don't care. I'm on an episode of Door Bumper Clear. Hey, everybody. I'm TJ Majors, part of the 22 Cup car. The one truck, I a 73 arc car this weekend, last weekend, whatever it was. I ain't busy. Brett Griffin spotted this Super weekend. I'm off to Mid-Ohio. Never been to Mid-Ohio. I'm uh, filling in for superstar Freddie Kraft. I got Jeb Burton. Where is Mid-Ohio? Like, is it's it not up? in the middle of Ohio, yeah, according middle, to Twitter. It's in the I'm middle like, of Ohio. I'm like, hey, I'm off to Mid-Ohio, and people are tweeting me back going, well, if you go to the middle of Ohio, there's no racetrack there. I'm like, okay, yeah, where, smart Why asses. would you call it Mid-Ohio if it's not in the middle of it's Ohio? It's in Mansfield. If I'm saying that, basically, that when you start difference. driving and you stop seeing like stores or anything, you That's know you're getting close. At. Yeah. yeah. What's up, everybody? Freddie Kraft, spotter for Bubba Wallace, Jeb Burton, and Derek Krause this week. Had a pretty decent week. How are you, Casey? Hey, guys. Casey Boat here, and I work in marketing. Hey. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> hey, Jason. How hey, you doing? What's up? I saw Freddie. Last week, we had a fun time Thursday night. Let me ask you a question, Jason. Okay. This is something I really wanted to bring up because I didn't... Luckily, I didn't crash out. To You're come. wasting your time. He's going to cut it out. No, yeah. no, 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 no. He's <laughs> not going to cut it out. But we, I did see Jason on Thursday night and Andrew, who's here, Redheaded Racing Podcast group or is in the is in the booth. But uh, So I saw both of these clowns on Thursday night and with a group of the guys. I don't know who else was with them. Uh, and I proceeded to get Jason a shot. And I'm sure they were drinking some. You know, I mean, they they, they yeah. seemed fine, but they were drinking some. But Jason, how was your party Sunday for the uh, for the Coke Six Hundred? Well, the party didn't turn out very well. They were still hungover. I wasn't hungover. Three days later, I just couldn't <laughs> taste beer. The taste of beer was not the greatest on Sunday Three? compared to Are Thursday. We went. He was with me Thursday night. He could not drink again on Sunday night. Excuse me, you guys went out and you didn't invite me. You we said it on the show last week that we would be at Duggar's on Thursday. I was waiting for an invite. Well, you weren't going anyway. Guys. I figured Jason would be in the emergency room getting stitches on his finger from where he doesn't know how to open a f***ing can of beer. <laughs> Did you see the video? No. TJ saw it. it does. He twists his hand. It's just a what does he McAltry. He just He's like, then he spins it around. He about sticks his finger down in it. All right, we'll do a real one next week. I bet I know how to open it properly. Well, I'm not trying to get it on video. Uh, uh, we, got, yeah. we got a little video. Let's look at it. Let me see this. His finger. His finger is in the hole. You don't put your finger in the hole of an unopened beer. <laughs> he just, well, obviously, his thumb's not strong enough to get the job done, so he has to use his thumb and his finger. It's like a beer version of the shocker. I just can't believe that Sunday... I mean, what if I wrecked out and came to your house and there was no party you told me to turn to? I'll tell you how bad party. it is. Here's how bad that video was. Our friends at OfferPad gave us a present. Oh, yeah, they did. So they gave us a present. And see. this is for people like Jason, where you don't even have to open a beer. You just get <laughs> a... It. You just get a nice cup. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Who's going to open the beer? But the, the problem is you're still going to open the beer to pour, to pour it in there. there. Yeah. Casey, yours is under <laughs> the That's what table. he's got Andrew for. <laughs> what? <laughs> and it's redhead. Casey, we didn't leave you out. I was just messing with you. Yours is over there. Of course you are. Like I said, like I said, I haven't had coffee today. So, uh, Aren't these nice, though? Yeah, these are super nice. Brett, has anybody called you a d- yet today? Uh, <laughs> I'm sure somebody has. Maybe not well, Tim. here's your first one. I think you're actually the third person. It's only 930. <laughs> that's actually, uh, if you include what you said a little bit ago, that's the second time. <laughs> I don't know if that was being recorded yet. Oh. Casey pretty much starts the beginning of every show before we record and says, looks at Brent and Freddie and says, so don't be a d- <laughs> Don't be a d- 
yeah. every day. <laughs> and it never works. Oh, well, what's well, that guy doing? He's got a whole white outfit on like he's like nuclear. Oh, is what? that somebody important? I don't know. I don't know that important. What? I've got a few more gifts. We've got a very mix of people everybody. here. we got a mullet. Yeah. We've got gifts? Yes. Oh, Look, so- we got a mullet mixed with a, a, a nuclear outfit mixed with a with a cabbage patch kid. <laughs> <laughs> Where's, uh, what's his name? Who, which uh, one? Who the hell did you say the guy looked like a couple weeks ago? Oh, Taylor or something? Uh, yeah, Taylor Lautner from <laughs> Twilight. I don't know. I haven't seen him. You realize these people can't hear, can't see what y'all are talking about. Right. Exactly. That's why I said it. Jason. Wow. There goes the nuclear guy. <laughs> Casey, you Thank can now you. be on time. You got a clock. Oh. Thanks. Exactly what Freddie needed, more <laughs> liquor. <laughs> I like what I got. What do you got? I don't know. I got a, I got a, Who is this from, Jason? I got a love letter. Seven Devils. This is from a local distillery. I haven't tried this exact one yet, but the others have been good. Going to the Nashville race in June and have an Airbnb downtown Nashville for the week before. If any of you guys end up downtown, it would be fun to meet up for some beverages, Dustin. Dustin, let me tell Could you Could you imagine if we end up downtown? Uh, we will be in Nashville. <laughs> Check it out. Still plays a box. <laughs> What's your that's shirt say, cool. TJ? Yeah, that's, that's cool. kind of cool. What's it say, TJ? Still plays with blocks, and it's an engine block. Is your seven devils, too? No, mine's uh, rum. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Casey got I got bum, I got Bumboo you know Rum Company. Who sent this, Jason? Do you know? Dustin Stevenson. Oh, okay, yeah. He, he sent me a DM and asked if we got it, so I guess yeah. we got it, Dustin. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Best Dustin. Best one is Casey's clock. Casey's Thanks, clock. Dustin. <laughs> I, for the record, I've been on time, so... Casey Appreciate gets it. to do the social media post this week holding her new clock. <laughs> she can explain to all of our good listeners. What I think it she means. should start it when you do it. Just be like, oh, hey, guy. Like you're kind of late <laughs> yeah, walking yeah. in. Deal. Hmm. Even hey, though. Just stand there with the clock and let the 15 seconds run off. <laughs> and then say swipe up. I saw your, I saw, swipe up. Casey, I saw your boss last night. Um, I went to Millbridge for a little racing, and Billy Boat was out there. Oh, yeah? Mm. Yeah. Who was you with? I don't know, just kind of tooling around when I saw him, and I, he asked me what I've been up to, and I was like, uh, hustling and trying to keep Freddie out of jail. And he's like, well, don't take him to Saeed's. That's a guaranteed way to <laughs> yeah. get him. I saw him last week. He said, I still don't think I'm allowed back at Saeed's. Billy at Saeed's, not a good combo. Billy on vacation is a yeah, great but combo. But you got to tell you the coolest thing about Millbridge, and I, I had never been out there, um, despite me wanting to go for 20-plus years. But I get out there, and the first race I watch is Owen Larson and Cash Boyer and Brexton Bush, and I'm like, Man, if you're like a true race fan, like this is like a cool generational experience. Yeah. Um, none of those guys won, but it was still fun to watch, you know? Plus, I mean, you kind of get to see a different side of the drivers, too. You know, a side that you don't, I mean, you see them obviously on the racetrack, but most of them there with their kids. Just hanging out. Yeah. I mean, Kelly's boy was racing. Wyatt, he was running last night. Yeah. Some of Did those... he win? He's fast. No, he didn't win. Oh, yeah, he's, he's fast. He went, he's won a bunch. Him and Cash were two of the fastest in the in A main. So Some of those kids will end up. In NASCAR, or I'm gonna tell you, some of them really race good. for you Chad think? now. It's in the higher classes, but Travis, Travis Quapple's kid. Oh, Carson, yep. or no. Cade, maybe. Cade, yeah, Cade not, that kid's fast. Yeah. He's up on the cushion just ripping. Yeah. Future Those kids get around the top of that place. I remember when Burdett's kid, Jason Burdett, the crew chief for the seven, he brought his son out to, to Dell Jr.'s, the little um, circle track that he's got, and he was eh, – looked like he – Never been on a racetrack before. Now he gets around that place. I saw him on. Yeah, the, he hauls ass. Yeah, he's good. Like flying he, like around he, there. Like he struggles a little bit to qualify, but then in the race, like every I've gone to three or four to watch Dylan Welsh race, 
And every race I've seen, he's in racing with Dylan. I don't know how old he is. He's young. I think he's like 12, wow. 13. Yeah, he's young. And he's ripping the bottom just going to the front every time. I'm like, wow, it's impressive. Yeah. But all them kids over there are impressive, yeah. man. It's, it's Tuesday, fun to watch. Tuesday, Wednesday nights, if you're in Charlotte, definitely check it out. Yeah, very fun. So, how was Charlotte? Long. It was definitely long. Very long. Uh, my race went pretty well, finally. I had Me and Freddie race around each other almost yeah. the whole race. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we were running each other for about 300 laps, like, <laughs> within a spot or two of each other. Yeah. Do you guys take, like, a lunch break or something? Because I was, you know, tired TJ after probably took. It. How many bathroom breaks did you take the other night? Yeah. Just two. Really? Yeah, it wasn't that much. I saw Hamlin run by me about four times. <laughs> he goes, I've noticed that he doesn't wait for the pit stop to happen. He's like, when the yellow comes out, he takes off. It must be. On how bad he has to go, but he <laughs> took off a couple times, and I'm like, "Damn, we haven't even pitted yet." He ran by, so <laughs> luckily, did you guys survive all that practice? Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, I remember yeah, now. I, I hate how. practice. <laughs> you know what was worse was what's the the truck practice was actually we ended up like oh, twenty twenty five yeah. minutes or if that a track time because they kept wrecking. Well, it was more because they had to add time because we kept wrecking too. Yeah, they it looked slick, had a time. It looked slick. Yeah. Well, yeah. The trucks were bad once it got one of the with the grip, but I mean, yeah. I we saw a pretty good racing right up until Sunday. Uh, <laughs> I thought the truck race. Was I pretty saw good. Larson last night at the at the dirt track, and by the way, he's led over a thousand laps was this he, year, which he's is led over a thousand laps in the last three days. I think. <laughs> I said, I said, Kyle, will you stop leading all these laps? Like you're what makes the Cup races fun, and if you lead all these laps, it's actually not that fun to watch. He's like, well, tough. I'm leading every lap, so uh, he's hungry. <laughs> right. Look out! Yeah, I mean, how go, much of an edge does Chevrolet have right now, though, as a manufacturer? Like, let's be honest with each other. What are other. you talking about? I just thought they were just the four best out of everybody. I mean, so I mean, you look <laughs> at how good Hendrick is. RCR is up there every week now. You struggle to find a Ford in the top ten in the Coke Six Hundred. I mean, the majority of the race, you know, I'd watch the ticker, and there would be one Ford in the top ten, maybe two. Who I'm not even sure we might have been the top one. You were you were the, Harvick. You were eighth for a while. Harvick, Harvick, yeah, Harvick was up there for a while. He was a few positions better than us majority of the night there. But it all, listen, I mean, we could talk about this later. But it all of them. Not, you're not talking about just Hendrick. RCR is fast. That they're three cars. Hendrick's noticeably better than everybody else. Oh yeah, but I'm just saying, like they were they were still top ten cars last year. Now they're top five cars. All four yeah. of them. RCR was. When you say top ish. ten last year, you had, you know, one or two in the top five. Then the other, they were, yeah. you know, spread out a little. But bit. they were now. Not, it's now like, it's dominant. But then, like you took RCR. RCRs, I feel like five, ten spots better than they were in years past. The forty sevens running better than it has in years past. Like all these Chevys, whether it's I don't know if it's the nose and they're getting used to that, or you know these. I think it's the two things. I think it's the engines. You know, I think we, it's motor and the, and the front we, end. We saw it last year as soon as Hendrick bolted those. Uh, our ECR motors in, they took off in the playoffs, and it's carried over to this year. Well, don't worry. We will talk about how Kyle Busch feels about it, too. Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> what about old Ty Gibbs? Stud. I mean, just One, two of six winner. And you got these idiots on Twitter going, well, I think I could win in that car. This guy's only been in the best stuff. Let me tell you what. He's outrunning his teammates. Yeah. I like So I was on that bandwagon. Right up until Ty got in that Xfinity car. It's because big, big wagon. Because he <laughs> kissed my ass. <laughs> he was dominating ARCA and the ARCA E series. And yes, I thought Well, it still they is. Were, yeah, still is. But I'm saying like before he got in the Xfinity car, you know, he was dominating. And I was like, Well, he that's just a, a cup style team with the best equipment. He should win. 
Well, I don't know that he should win these Xfinity races. They should you know? not win these Xfinity races. <laughs> uh, you know, there's a lot more, you know, yeah. and I, I think they went the right route because I think he's learning more and he's got more confidence winning these Xfinity races than if you would have stuck him in a KBM truck because I don't know that he goes out and dominates the way he's been doing in the Xfinity series in a truck. The field's no. deeper. No way. The racing's harder. Uh, so I think this is a good move on their part to stick him right in this 54 car, let him go out there and win races. And I think know. the playing field in the trucks is a is a lot more even yeah. than it is the Xfinity cars. But he is, like you said, he's out running. He's doing good, man. And I like it. <laughs> you get him on the show and he's, oh, man, he's just the nicest little guy ever. You put him in that car, he's, he'll move anybody at any point in time. Yeah, he like, wasn't afraid to run tight on Chase's quarter panel the other day. But, but that's I, what you want to see is that racing. But, but what he, I never, don't know, he never touched him. Never but here's the him. thing, though. When, I, when you watch that replay, you can say you never touched him, but if the air doesn't move that car, his bumper's going to move him. But that's the way the cup cars no, used I, yeah, to race, I'm, I'm and it fine. made it fun. I'm fine with that, but is that is that considered a is that a dirty move? Or? I don't think it's a dirty move at all. He ain't touching I, I just think it's – in Xfinity I, cars, I think it might be – at that point, when it, you know when off the corner the cars are most time. I mean, they're, you're, them cars are a handful off the corners. Is he, is he there to race, or is he there to ride no, behind I'm, Chase? No, I'm, I'm just saying, is it a dirty move, though, a little bit off the corner? I don't think it's dirty. I think it's hard racing. I think Chase would have done the same thing to him if his roles were reversed. I, I'm all for being able to manipulate the I'll, air to move I'll tell somebody. you one big thing I noticed in that Xfinity race Sunday, and it was it was for all these pro get the get rid of the grass AstroTurf because the 54 slid through that AstroTurf down the front straightaway. No damage, roll back out, comes from the back and wins the race. If he rolls, that's grass. Done. Done. Just you realize the last two races he's run, he's went through the grass or AstroTurf. Yeah. <laughs> Because he did a Daytona, too. Daytona, yeah. Like, when you watch Ty do what he did in those cars, it looks like he's having so much fun. Ross Chastain was on the show a year and a half ago, and he said point blank, Xfinity cars are more fun to drive than the cup cars. When we get to these cup cars and these cup races, leading into every race, the conversation is, is this high downforce or low downforce package? Is this the big motor or is this the small motor? When you look at the Xfinity series – they don't change. No. They're able to leave it the same. So I think there's a lot to learn as they go into this Gen 7 or whatever we're calling this next-gen car. We don't need to be playing around with a pack. That should not be the narrative going to the race. The race should be yeah. the narrative. Uh, the, the other takeaway that I had from this weekend when you bring up packages, the Xfinity pole, six-tenths of a second faster than the cup pole. Speed don't matter is what they told us. Not only that, the ARCA pole. Was faster than the cup pole by I a thousandth that. of a second. Dark guys are better drivers, though. That's well, why. I mean, <laughs> and you can't yeah. tell me. And like we, like you said, people will come at us, and we've said it on here. Some like you don't need a good, you don't need speed to put on a good show. Which was a better race on Saturday, or Sunday? What, what do you weekend? want to see out of a football game? A guy that runs a four six forty, or me and Freddie's fat ass running a five eight forty? Well, I think I debatable. might be able to sneak in under a six. But there. I mean, honestly, the integrity of the game at some point depends on the speed on the racetrack. I mean, I want to watch y'all play. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> same. Well, it won't last long because we're going to tear ACLs like, and MCLs. And people go to see the wrecks, man. That's what I want to see. You, Freddie, <laughs> <Yeah>. wreck. <laughs> Beer gut strains and everything else out there. Can we make this happen? Actually, well, Jason still. So, so I'm playing quarterback. Just, is a quarterback. Aren't we supposed to do like a pit stop too? No, nah, it's supposed to be like a Nobody basketball. Much that that we'll do it all. <laughs> Jason keeps backing out of the basketball. Thing. No, now or that pass we can actually play, play basketball. The guy tore his ACL sitting in the chair. DJ, we can't hey. ask him to do a whole lot. And he, do you see how he opens a beer? I'm afraid how he, he likes <laughs> I have basketball. I, I still have a hundred dollars, Jason. You I'll think he shoots yeah. the ball back? We'll play too? this summer. I think is a good idea. Now that we summer now. Yeah, it's summer now. Well, finally everything's opening up, so we can actually. Play and record um, it, and it'd be fun. I do like the Xfinity car, though. 
I'd love to put all the cup guys into Xfinity cars and let them race. Look at, so I watched that Xfinity race and I watched him go into three for the first lap and I only cared about watching one car go into three and it was a 31 car. <laughs> <laughs> he took every run he had no matter what. And it was fun to watch, man. Reddick was exciting in that car. Yeah. He was excited. Good finish. Yeah, for yeah. that team Very too, good man. Finish for that that's, team. that's one thing I like too is you're taking these guys, you're taking these cup guys and putting them in there and they're like, that car's probably not supposed to run that good. Yeah, you know, and yeah, I, I think somebody somebody at New Reddick was telling me that was a, a 2018 RCR Xfinity car. So I mean, it's still I mean, it's not terrible stuff, but it's still outdated, obviously. But that's something that somebody could get a hold of at yeah. some point. And, you, obviously, Jordan Anderson got a hold. And of Jordan it. Anderson's doing the right thing, I think. You know, these guys, Jordan Anderson, Dylan Bassett, these guys intended to run the full season, and when qualifying got rained out at Daytona, they missed the race and barely, basically, haven't been able to race since until we had qualifying at Coda, qualifying this week. Now he did a good job. He put Reddick in there to where he's only a few points out of 40th in points. Let me well, ask you this, though. Is he doing the right thing? Like, to me, him going and getting Reddick to run this thing, super smart move. Yeah. Like, really smart move. This Xfinity race, it's becoming some of the most exciting racing we have. I mean, think week. about sponsors. I, like, the lower-tier yeah. teams, they I, rely on sponsors. But just this guy alone, like, he's going to I think, I'm pretty sure Barry's running it this week. And yeah, he's running the... I saw that Josh Bray is driving that 25, 25 truck, truck too. Yeah. So, but like, so now this he's guy's super gonna, sub lately. Yeah, he is. This he's, guy's going to make his whole season back because if it, if he doesn't, if he races himself, you know, not saying not taking much away from Jordan Anderson, but if he races himself, he's hundreds of points out of fortieth. Now he's going to get a chance. Yeah. If Barry has a solid week this week, the guys he's racing against, he's going to beat by 15, 20 spots in the points. Um, you know, so he's. Now he's going to potentially save his season to where he can maybe race himself the rest of the season and be locked in. So I just think well, it was a, a smart this, move so, on his part. If like at some point, do you not just let these guys keep running? Are you being successful at that point? Well, I mean, you don't need to let these guys keep Does running. He keep I driving think. the truck and let these guys. Run I mean, possibly that's possible. Probably make some money doing yeah, that. I mean, it's possible, but you know, it's still at least he's in the races now. That was the the main problem was yeah, he couldn't no. get in the races. Now at least he has a decision to make whether he wants to drive or put one of these guys in. Yeah. Well, shall we kick things off? Before we get started, let's hear a little bit more about our presenting sponsor, OfferPad. Hi, we're OfferPad, the new way homes are sold. The one stop for every type of home seller. At OfferPad, you can sell instantly, letting you skip home showings altogether. Plus, you get to pick your closing day and we'll even throw in a free local move. Just go to OfferPad.com, tell us about your home, and we'll send you a great cash offer within 24 hours. Accept the offer and you're sold. Home selling doesn't get any easier. Or, if that's not your style, let OfferPad list your home so we can partner to maximize your investment. Listing with OfferPad comes with tons of free services, free handyman fixes, house cleaning, yard work, and more to get your home show ready. OfferPad can even advance renovation costs to help update countertops, carpets, and paint so you can maximize your home's value. And this is just the start of what's possible. Whatever way you want to sell, you're sold with OfferPad. Sell your way today at OfferPad.com. Terms and conditions apply. Real estate brokerage services provided by OfferPad Brokerage, LLC. Equal housing opportunity. Hey, what's up, everybody? Our friends at OfferPad want to let you know that it has never been easier to buy or sell your home. Yeah, and if you want a free cash offer on your home by this time tomorrow, then log on to OfferPad.com right now and take five minutes to fill out the form about your home. I've already done this, and we're going to get TJ to do it pretty soon. It is a super simple process. You just tell OfferPad about your home, and they'll go to work getting you a competitive cash offer. 
perks. It's all about the perks. Perks of selling your home with OfferPad include no showings, picking your own closing date, and a free local move. So go sell your home and find your next one today on OfferPad.com. When asked where you heard about OfferPad, select the NASCAR option so they know we sent you. Topic, spot on, spot off. There was no caution for a slowed 14 truck before Johnny Sauter clobbers him. Oh, my Jeez. gosh. <laughs> no, just, you're not redoing you, that. Yeah, probably, just, you you yeah, probably should have got your now. coffee. I should have had coffee. There was I don't know. No coffee caution. helps you read better. <laughs> <laughs> there was no caution for the slowed 14 truck before Johnny Sauter clobbers him in the truck race. And NASCAR responds by saying... NASCAR said at the exact time the 14 had its incident, the 88 was smoking and speeding down pit road. The focus was on that and whether there was any oil on the track that needed cleaning to avoid any further incidents. Once the collision occurred with the 13, we threw the caution. Brett, spot on, spot off. Man, first of all, uh, the truck wasn't slowed. The truck was stopped. (laughs) Uh, Second of all, I mean, I understand your reasoning for why you're saying, okay, we didn't see it, we couldn't call it. But, man, you've got a lot of eyeballs in that booth. you got a lot of technology on these trucks. TJ, I'm wondering if we have the ability to when something slows drastically or stops like that on the racing surface because we know where the majority of these trucks are with transponders and whatever satellite data we got available. Shouldn't an alarm go off in the booth that says, hey, we got a major problem out there and alert people to look for this? As, as spotters – we sometimes relay on this same information to you know look for cautions because we're watching our vehicle. We're trying to protect them from getting passed from behind. We're scanning 25% of the track ahead of our vehicle for to make sure that the pathway's clear. Where he stopped at was definitely dangerous. But, I mean, to me, man, this whole thing is unavoidable. Worst part of the track you can stop at. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what it looked like, too. So um, there has to be a way to prevent this from happening. Spot off. I think uh... – what I don't hear as much, and I don't know what I don't know how many people are around the racetrack, but you used to have spotters, NASCAR spotters in every corner, and I don't know if there's you know one on each end now or something, but there was a dedicated person for each corner. You would hear them all the time. Turn two, that's all they say. Then I mean, we all look right away. I actually saw this guy get into the wall in three and four, and he stayed up high, rode the kind of rode the wall a little bit, acted like he tried to get down. He got about a lane off the wall. He got about a lane off the wall, which is just worse. I mean, if you can't get down, you need to stop up high where no, like at least three quarter mark because nobody's really running right up by the wall at that point. So that's probably okay right there, but definitely a a bad bad timing and and bad uh, just everything added up right there to have a bad accident. So I actually saw him sitting there and I called the wreck off of two and it was in the middle of three and four and I'm like. You know, I'm like, be ready. You know, caution you. Keep coming. And then when I saw him stop, I'm like, I just started cringing. I'm like, get ready to slow down. Start slow down, slow down, slow down. And I didn't care if anybody passed us. I wasn't going to let her drive square into the back of this guy for the second week in a row or whatever because we almost ran into the back guy. Coda, that was obviously my fault in turn 64. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but definitely a bad recipe. We definitely need to have, I don't know. I, I mean, some we should have – I saw it, but there definitely should have been. Obviously, there's people that didn't see it. Yeah, I mean, so. the biggest thing, like you said, was it would. Have been, it's, I understand from the tower's perspective because after it's he hits the spot, wall like, and he rolls around the top, like when he came to a rest against the wall and he's sitting there, you can't see the truck. Like even I don't know you, we were looking down there, me and Hamlin, and I was like, 
I can't see him right now. Like if you didn't, if all that safety equipment wasn't there, I wouldn't be able to see that truck. So I, I understand from the towers perspective, and and you're right. There should have been somebody in turn three, you know, oh, you know, turn three. That's all they used to yeah. say. And then the tower would look and go, oh, I put it out, whatever. But my biggest complaint about this entire situation was Johnny Sauter. I mean, hits this guy about as hard as you could hit somebody. Tears the entire right side off his truck. And it takes one minute and 47 seconds for somebody to get to his yeah. truck. That is inexcusable. I was actually worried about him for a minute because he sat there with the window net up. And I'm like, you know, I was a little bit nervous. Yeah, I've luckily I saw. So I was tab was kind of flipping out. And I think tab was flipping out because the caution didn't come out. That's but, not, probably not true. But um, <laughs> I lo- like looked and the t- same thing. I looked down and window nets up and I'm like, oh, man. But luckily they had a camera from like maybe the start finish line pointed at the truck and you could see yeah. Johnny was in there like Doing hanging it, the yeah. helmet up and stuff. So he was moving around, just didn't drop the net yet. But I mean, it's still, he sat there for almost two minutes before anybody got to him. Like, how does that happen? That's what I tweeted was there's a lot to learn in this situation because there's a lot to learn that a should have prevented this wreck. And I'm talking all parties involved. Like I would go back if I were NASCAR and I would review my radio. I would review what we can see. I would review what technology we have. I would review to your point. Is there a spotter there? And if there's not one there, then damn it, add it next time. What's it cost you? 300 bucks a race to put a guy out there watching your racetrack. And then to Freddie's point, man, that medical response time was, and, and everybody, the drivers, everybody watching that race on social media was going nuts about how long it took. It was right in front of us. I mean, he stopped in the grass right in front of us. If it's IndyCar, they're on that guy in seven seconds. I think it's it's definitely everyone. There, there's a group effort in this. It's not just one person. It's, it's on, you know, getting people there. It's seeing the wreck earlier on both sides. Not all, I mean – your guy should have been slowed down before that with that car sitting truck sitting in the middle of the but, race. But track. in that instance, and I've never had this happen to me, maybe it happens. I want Trey Hutchins in the room. I want Trey Hutchins spotter in the room. I want Johnny Sauter, his spotter. I want everybody in the room. And let's all talk about everything we saw and everything we said because nothing was done on anybody's part it didn't look like to prevent the threat. And he like if you're gonna stop you need to be up by the wall as close as you can. And I'm not saying he didn't, you know, he probably didn't know, but like you can't be in the groove. Yeah. yeah dude, could you imagine sitting there with him seeing the no yellow flag yet and these trucks are going by you? Oh my gosh, Unle- man. Can you imagine sitting there? Unless you know for a fact that you can get to the bottom there. Like he saw, he, he, I saw an interview where he said he was trying to get a pit road. There's trucks coming. That's you're not going to get. Stop you up you there just early. pounded the fence. Like whether you get to pit road or not, it's probably not going to make yeah. a difference. So just stay up yeah. there. Don't come down because when you come now, instead of having the right side torn off your truck, your truck is garbage. You know yeah. because you tried to get to the pit and you parked in the middle of the racetrack. Wrecks are part of racing, but some of them are preventable. To me, that was a preventable situation. The only issue I had in the truck race was your guy running everybody in the front stretch. Go faster. We can't hit you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, spot on, spot off. Denny Hamlin says Joey Logano is a f***ing arrow blocking motherfucker after Denny Please had don't block. Don't a bleep run on Logano but couldn't pass him. TJ, what do you think? <laughs> Act like you're surprised or something here. Uh, what are you going to do? I mean, he ended up getting biased, but I went back and actually looked at some when Denny took two tires. Uh, Denny did... The exact same thing. Protected the fast lane. You have to take the air. And that's what we're racing for. He was out there on two tires. Guess what he was trying to do to the Hendrick cars when they were coming up to him? He was trying to take the air from them. Well, guess what? You're, I mean, we caught you a couple of times. You were running. You were doing everything you had to do. And 
to stay in front of us. I mean, you have to. These races, me and you race around each other for probably at least 300-something until we had a tire issue or whatever. We yeah. were within a position or two of each other. And it was almost how you came off pit road, depending on the three, how fast the three pit stop were. Because he would he'd pass us all, then go back behind us, then go by us all again. But other than that, did we have many comers or goers there? No, we were around each other forever. Yeah. Once after it got singled out, it stayed almost the exact same within a spot or so of each other. But you like, look, man, you got you're racing for anything you can, and our car wasn't that good. Neither was your. I mean, your car was okay. We were okay, but not like obviously top five material. Yeah. But so you're you're gonna do everything you can, and he did the exact same thing when he was on auto tires and trying to protect his spot, which I get. Listen, as always, Danny is right. Joey is an arrow blocking motherfucker. <laughs> but you know what? That doesn't make him a bad person. It's just really good at it. You know what? I mean, and like TJ said, you have to do this. There Show was me one, somebody in that race that's not. There was one time Rick that we, we, we had run down Stenhouse. Oh, we, they blocked too. Oh, everybody. <laughs> everybody. They don't really arrow block. They, they just lane block. They yeah. just, they're not <laughs> they arrow blocking. In, they just get in the motherfucking <laughs> way. That's, right? the, the, that's what like happened to us. We, we, were, we caught Stenhouse. It took us probably 10 oh, laps yeah. to get around them. We finally get around them. We run, we drive away a little bit. We run up on a lap car and lap car kills our momentum off of two. Stan has got a big run. <laughs> Here he comes. We throw a big block to stop him. And like, it probably looked like a <laughs> move, but you know what? Jeez. I'm not letting him back in front of me. So it takes me another 20 laps to get around him again. Like you gotta, we blocked him and we drove away from him and, and Danny got stuck behind him and, and then he had to deal with him for 20 laps. Like it was, uh, you know, that's just, it's, uh, unfortunately, it's a necessity with this package. you got to race that way. I, I remember Tony Stewart and Brian Vickers getting into it at Sonoma, and it was over blocking one another, and they just completely junked their down there in that far mm-hmm. corner. Turn, turn 11. 11. Yeah. Right? Like Up on the tires. I love Denny Hamlin. I, I think Joey is a blocking motherfucker. He's right. <laughs> I've seen him. I've seen him do it. But I've also seen me have to do it. I've seen you have to do it. Um, wreck him. Send him. If you if you're if he's blocking you that bad and your run is that big, you should be able to catch him, and you should be able to send him. And then guess what? Maybe next time, Joey Logano won't block you. But here's the problem with this race, guys. And I, I mean, y'all obviously were working it. I was watching it. When you take people that are this skilled at their jobs driving race cars, and you break down the race into four equal 100 lap segments, you take away a lot. Of things that that used to be a fun dynamic with a Coke 600, it's not. It doesn't even feel like the Coke 600 anymore. It felt like four 100 lap races. And when I look at the Crown Jewel events, Daytona 500, a Coke 600, a Southern 500, they shouldn't stop the races. Do the stages, give them the points. Are you kidding me? Do whatever they want to do. Four cars on the lead lap. I don't care, TJ. The, the, this Damn. was <laughs> this was painful. It was a long. It felt like painful eight 50 night. lap races for me and Freddie. I think. Yeah, that's all it was, and that's what it was. It was all right. We're gonna go green yeah. flag. We're gonna run the lap fifty. We're gonna pit. We're gonna yeah. come out. Okay, we'll run those fifty laps. Same thing. Start the next stage. All right, we're going to run 50 laps, pit at lap 50, come back in. And, Freddie, you don't want to see an oval like Charlotte Motor Speedway, the Coke 600, treated like a road course. But strategy-wise, that's exactly what these teams did. And the Brad Keselowski's and the guys that tried to make a different strategy play, they saw in stage one, "Uh uh-oh, this ain't going to work. So now everybody's on the same freaking plan. So what do you guys think that he should – do you agree with Brett, or what do you think they should do to make changes here? I I mean – there's not enough know. natural yellows to change that, the strategy. That's the thing. Like your strategies aren't working because we don't get cautions anymore. The, the deal used to be, you know, you would yeah. short pit, try to cycle to the lead, hope you catch a caution so that you're leading when we got to pit again. 
but we just don't have cautions anymore, natural ones anyway. So we don't have any guys getting loose. Like when they get loose, they do get loose. Don't get me wrong. They all scream tight or loose, but they don't get loose like these Xfinity cars do. Or, or, or back in the day, man, when you got loose, but they backed them in. You don't have none of these guys. And we saw good guys. I mean, every once in a while, you know, Carl Edwards, the Greg, everybody backed one in once in a while. But we don't ever have that anymore. We had one the other day. Um, what's his name? Ryan Sieg? No, Ryan. That <laughs> he was, was loose. What an idiot. <laughs> Chad anyway, Boat. Uh, Chad Boat. Uh, um, no, but <laughs> in the cup race, the double zero knocks the fifteen three quarters away around. Oh yeah, doesn't go around. Drives like, out of it. Just drives right out of it. Yeah, like, they're going fifty mile an hour. <laughs> But still, I mean, for them guys to – I mean, I saw it over there, and that guy, he was sideways like, oh, okay. So, so here's, here's the other thing, right? I'm watching the race, man, and, and you know, they had their top 20 on this ticker. Guess what? They never left the top 20. They only left the top 20 on TV because after the top 20, they didn't want you to know who was out there. It was like, <laughs> I, nah, I mean, nah. I'm not going to lie. After, like, the top four, it didn't matter much anyway. So, <laughs> But you're I, watching this thing. You're like, yeah. man, I wonder I, – I was literally sitting there, and I was like, I wonder where Eric Amarola's at. And I'm watching this ticker, and it's just froze on top 20. It wasn't the top 20. You have yeah. no idea. Well, but, I mean, Eric Camarola, look, he's with Stuart Haas Racing. He's got a huge sponsorship with Smithfield. You couldn't figure out where he was at unless you got your phone out and yeah. looked it up. I will say, though, watching them guys dice it up for the first few laps in the beginning of a run, it's kind of fun. But after that, there is I, – I, I mean, I, I didn't enjoy it. But I'm going to tell you all something else. Tyson Fury – is a grown ass man. He made Who's Michael that? Waltrip. Was he there? Yes. He was on the pit walk with Michael Waltrip. He made Michael Waltrip look like a kid. And Michael Waltrip's six foot four. Yeah. Michael's I, a big dude. I saw him standing next to Corey LaJoy in a picture somewhere, and I was like, he's head and shoulders above LaJoy. And Corey's not a little boy either. No. Corey's six so one, six two. Probably like double my size. Um, <laughs> oh, Tyson Fury, I wouldn't fight him. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, hell no. Probably that, a good idea. That guy, I mean, probably a good idea. Honestly, that's maybe, all. Maybe we'll you get on my shoulders, we'll hit him. Yeah, we chicken fight him. <laughs> He'd still whip our ass. He'd whip my ass with you. <laughs> oh. Spot on, spot off. Lap cars were in the way as Kyle Busch, William Byron, and Chase Elliott battled for second with 50 laps to go on Sunday. Spot on, spot off, Freddie. It was, I mean, there had to be at least seven number 66 cars out there. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> there yeah. had to be at least seven of them because I swear we lapped one every lap. Like, Kyle just tried to run them up into him and pick him. <laughs> Did you see that? No, I didn't see my, just look my at phone it. won't work. Look at it. Look at Hang on. Oh, I got to know. Um, I mean, Kyle slides up and tries to pick him into him. <laughs> I mean, do it, Kyle. <laughs> you can't blame him. No. Yeah. He's, he's it worked. Um, yeah. Man. Do it. There, like, the problem was that it was – kind of boiled down to a one-lane racetrack again where you kind of had to run the bottom of the grip. You could run the bottom of three and four a little bit better than the bottom of one and two, I thought. But all the lap cars ran in the groove, like in the preferred groove all night long. That was my issue. Run the bottom. Get out of the way because if they run the bottom, we can go two, three wide on the outside. And and you're not risking getting hung up on the exit of a corner because you can use the racetrack. Like That was my biggest problem. You could tell the guys – that kind of know what they're doing versus the guys that are just out there clueless. Like a guy like BJ was making an effort. Like we caught him one time and he was, there was a slower lap car in front of him, like maybe the 66. Yeah. So he drives to the bottom and I told Bubba, I'm like, oh, they're going to be side by side when you get to him. Well, BJ just overdrives the corner by five car lengths to make sure that he can get in front of that guy and he yeah. washes up, but he makes sure he got clear and out of the way so to open the bottom up for us to come through. Like you can see the guys that, 
We went we three lift. wide through the middle on the front stretch yeah. a few times catching cars because they got side by side. Yeah. But you can see the guys that also roll out and let you have the exit of a corner. That's the biggest thing, especially with this package. Like it's so hard to pass. So if you get if you hang on a guy's outside and he's got to check up at all for you getting off the corner, he's gonna lose two spots if there's guys. The up exit his ass. of four is pretty pretty important. Like if you ran the bottom it was hard to get off the corner and carry a lot of speed. Then you put a car out there, and you have to go on the inside of it off the on the exit. It makes it way worse and harder. So I don't know what minimum speed was, but I think we should just adjust minimum speed to like the eye test. Like the sixty six should not have been on the racetrack. Either. I thought I they actually should have left him out there and just put the little blinking lights on top of his car <laughs> and let him be the pace car because that's about the pace. No, so Kip, I Kip somebody, was running uh, faster than he was. This is a little off topic, but I guess uh, did you sit on the Dale Jr. download about after? Um, Coda, did yeah. you do it all? Yeah. I guess Dell Jr. said the blinking lights on the car only came on when you pressed the brake pedal. Yeah, I think so, or something that, like that. That's yeah, right that's right. definitely not right. So, um, <laughs> no, that definitely ain't right. Nah, what an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, where did that he come up list? with that at? A uh, buddy of mine, a buddy of mine uh, brought it to my attention that he, that Dell Jr. was adamant that they only came on when you hit the brakes. No, they blinked so, the whole time. Exactly. Yeah. So, but. Back to Charlotte. Why doesn't? Why don't they say something like, "Okay, leaders are coming. We want all lap cars. Let's let's all lap cars run the bottom." Like these guys are good enough. They run in there and run that run the second lane perfectly fine. They can run the bottom just as good. I haven't seen them run any lane perfectly fine. But I'm gonna go. I mean, when you catch a lap car, would you? And there's a middle, and you know, and there you're run, the preferred lanes, the second lane up. Where do you want to catch that lapper at a mile and a half? You want him to be down on the bottom, out of the way. Just out of the way. I don't care where he's at. Just get I mean, out, get out of the you, preferred groove. Up high, you're eventually going to catch him, and you're, someone's oh, yeah. going to have to lift. So when you look at the points, I mean, that's all you got to do. Look at the points. I mean, Colleg Racing, I've said it before, we've run four or five races going into this weekend's cup race. We're ahead of every single Rick Ware car. They've run 11 races or whatever the number is. It, it doesn't make sense that NASCAR is not intervening in this conversation. This is a problem. It's a problem. Kyle Busch says we got a problem with HMS after all four cars finish inside the top five for the second time in three weeks. Spot on, spot off, Brett. I, I am, you know, I just hear the word parody a lot uh, out of NASCAR. We want parody. We want parody. Well, it's pretty obvious there's no parody right now because the Chevrolet cars, especially the Hendrick cars, are absolutely flying. You got teams. Look, I mean, Stuart Haas Racing is a super team. They got one guy in the top 20 in points, Kevin Harvick, who, oh, by the way, hasn't won a race. Um, hasn't even really got close either. No, had, hadn't been in contention. Year, yeah. uh, you look at the Toyota piece, Christopher Bell got a win. Martin Truex has, I believe, three wins. Kyle Busch has a win. Uh, Denny no wins, right, leading to points. But it's pretty obvious that, that Chevrolet has some sort of an advantage. And that's what these teams work for. If, if you're Hendrick Motorsports, if you're Chevrolet, this is what you've put all the work for is to be this damn good. And I'm going to tell you something. They're kicking everybody's ass right now. This, uh, I think this package makes really good cars stand out even more. Like back in the day when the cars were harder to drive, it was harder to knife through people, knife through the field there. It was harder to get through it in my opinion. But now – with as much raw speed as they have, when you're holding it wide open, they just drive by. They can change lanes in the corners. We can't change lanes. Like we erase around each other. Where you, the lane you kind of picked when you went in, that's where you were going, and that was you tried to make the best corner. These guys are going in on a high side, cutting low, going in low, sliding up high, still making the exit. It's just, uh, and they're really, 
it's killing me on the Larson commenter this year because now you put Larson in this car <laughs> that's a superhero car. Now, now it, I get killed from it, but definitely uh, fast, man, really fast. Yeah, and you talk about the parity of the cars now. Imagine next year, like when when anybody finds a little advantage next year, when everything's exactly the same, it's going to show up tenfold on top of that. But go back to this, like my biggest question is obviously we touched on earlier. HMS is elite right now. RCR is better than they were. Stenhouse is better than he was. The 43 is even running better than they normally had in past. Where's Ganassi? Like, why Why are they – Where? like, I haven't – Kurt's run decent they, well, a Kurt couple was, times. Kurt makes up some ground, and I think Ross has had speed at times. Yeah, but they're still not standing out they're like not, these yeah. other ones are. They should be – They should be ahead of – I would in, – in years past, they outran RCR. I was going to say they should be even with RCR right now. Kurt, it, it, Kurt, Bush, Kurt Bush, whether you guys, you people listening, believe us or not, Kurt Bush is still one of the best race car drivers oh, in that he's field. Good. He's he, good. He, he is one of the best. And and obviously his name's up. I mean, a lot of rumors coming this year, but um, he's still one of the best. He is going to make a playoff in a car that is any – and that's the thing Always, about Stuart yeah. Haas, right? Like you look at Stuart Haas and you're like, hey, they got two really inexperienced drivers. You go back two years ago, they had Kurt Busch, Clint Boyer, Kevin Harvick sitting in those cars, Eric Amarola. All four cars want to race. Um, now you look at the Hendrick piece and I go, man, these guys are on freaking fire with a lot of yeah. young guys. And, and and obviously Larson and, and Chase Elliott are kind of your veterans over there now. But, man, it I think it's exciting. And, again, I think this is hats off to Hendrick Motorsports, Chevrolet, ECR Engines, all the hard work they're putting in, they're working in the right direction. Because two years ago, they were struggling, man. When we saw them, you know, put Alex Bowman in the car, William Byron in the car, we were like, man, you're replacing Jeff Gordon, Jimmy yeah. Johnson, Dale Jr., Casey Kane with these guys? No way this works out. And, uh, hey, guess what? Billionaires are billionaires for a reason. Yeah. I'd still like to see the whole cup field in Xfinity cars. I think that'd be. Oh, that'd be great. It'd be so fun to watch. They'd be sideways, using the air, getting each other loose in the corner. Got, I mean, it'd be so much fun. Blasting the fence at places. Larson would still be good in that, too. Yeah. But he wouldn't lead It'd take him a lot to adapt to the package. <laughs> he wouldn't lead quite as many laps in that series as not, he would. Not 327. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> NASCAR suspended Chase Elliott spotter Eddie DeHunt indefinitely following recent arrest. Spot on, spot off, Freddie. Ah, uh, well... You know, spot off for the fact that Eddie kind of got himself. I think the problem with Eddie was here now, aside from the legal trouble that he may or may not be in, the failure to notify NASCAR is what sounds like got him suspended. And it's it's a rule. It's been a rule now since we we, we redid this code of conduct deal, what, I don't know, five or six years ago, I feel like we they kind of revamped that whole program. And unfortunately, I think that no matter what happens legally with Eddie, that might bite him in the ass here for the rest of the season or potentially, you know, longer. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's just unfortunate. You go back and you read a lot of reviews for their for their company, and it sounds like a lot of people have had similar problems with them. What what happened to due process? What happened to innocent until proven guilty? Well, that 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 went away with social media, unfortunately. I just think it's a shame. I've, I've communicated with Eddie, uh, and I've also went and looked at the business where this lady uh, had an issue with Eddie. For those of you who are willing to form your own opinion, it's called What's Up Motorsports, or What's Up, I'm Water, sorry, Water What's Up Water Sports, Lake Norman. Uh, they're on Yelp. You can read reviews. You can form your own opinion about their business model and, and the way they treat their customers. But having talked to Eddie and having heard his definition and, and side, and I realize there's three sides to every story. 
you know, his side, her side, and somewhere in the middle of the truth. Having talked to Eddie, um, it doesn't sound like there was an assault that took place. And I just have a struggle that the team didn't stand by their guy for even a hot minute. And I have a hard time believing. Look, the, the original charge took place in September. Hey, I don't know if you people can count. That was eight months ago. It's now May. The original that's, not the, that's not the charge that he's got. Right? But the original, new one. The, the original charge was assault, and then there yeah. was a second charge that was brought forth three weeks ago. Guess what happened after that charge? Nothing, because it wasn't made public. Whoever this person is, company is, it appears they finally got their man, and they put it all over the Internet, and then obviously Eddie got suspended. And, and, and I don't know if there was an assault or not, but I do know that as Americans we're supposed to support the innocent until proven guilty, the due process. And it certainly sounds like, according to Eddie, there wasn't a, quote, assault that took place. But it's just unfortunate because, you know, Eddie's, uh, Eddie's been doing this a very long time. He's been here as long as I've been here, so which means he's been here longer than I've been here. I just hate to see a guy – um, right through the mud, potentially for something he didn't do. Yeah, and especially like you go back and read the comp. People had no idea what happened. Like none, none whatsoever. Oh, the first thing you see on, online is this guy beat up his stepdaughter. No, he didn't beat up his stepdaughter. You idiots form your opinions without the facts. That's why you need to just take a hot minute and let the facts that's, come in. But, that's but my here, complaint. But here's the bigger problem, right? COVID screwed up the entire court system. They didn't hold court. For months and months yeah. and months and months and months. So how backed up do you think our court system is? Like if somebody with some pool doesn't get involved here and help expedite this process, this could go on for three months, six months, eight months, okay. a year. I got a bunch of buddies yeah. that are attorneys. I know how this process works, right? So it's just a very unfortunate situation. And to Freddie's point, did he tell his employer? I don't know. Did he tell NASCAR? I don't know, right? I- I'm not privy to those facts. Um but I have a hard time believing that he didn't tell anyone in his company. Who, who would you consider our boss to be? If I had that trouble, I would go to my crew chief. If you went to your crew chief, and I'm not saying he did, but if he went to his crew chief, is that enough? I would think so. You know, I would think that, and maybe a meeting has to be had with maybe the HR or, or HR, whoever. But like, I would go to my crew chief and say. You know, where do we go from here? You know, this is what happened. And, and you know, I if don't. If you think that I believe that Eddie DeHaan was charged in September of last year, and look, he, he, was, he got charged. If, if he had this put on his plate in September, do you think that I think that a 60-year-old grown man didn't go to his boss and say, hey, this happened, this is my side yeah. of the story, let's talk about this. If you, and when Hendrick Motorsports put out that statement, we were informed this morning. Maybe they were. Maybe that HR person or PR person was informed that morning. I have a hard time believing that Freddie Kraft, TJ Majors, Casey Boat, Brett Griffin, we're not going to go to our boss and say, hey, there's some, this is a crazy scenario. Let me t-. To me, I'm going to Chris Rice immediately, and I'm going to say, hey, this is what happened, and try to get in front of it. I have a hard time believing, as long as Eddie's been doing this, that he wouldn't have done that. Yeah, 100%. I think it's – I'm just spot off for the fact that cancel culture is prevailing because a bunch of anonymous people on Twitter without profile pictures is probably out there screaming up and down, making yeah. up false things. And, and, and look, man, it's, it's unfortunate for the companies involved, the sponsors involved. But sometimes – look, we look back at this Kurt Busch thing. Remember, he got suspended for a Daytona 500, right? That chick ended up a felon. So, yeah. so like – was that justified or not? I, I just think maybe we jumped the gun. And on the Kurt thing, I don't necessarily think we did because charges came down, evidence was brought forward. Yeah. She's saying, you know, she was choked, blah, blah, blah. There was a lot more details involved. Here, I don't see that. 
I mean, if there was why the video should be out right away, you know, and apparently reading some stuff, there was, you know, she was saying there was video all over the place. Well, why isn't it out? You know, well, you should have been to that. If that really happened, that that should have been right away. If, if this is let's fast forward, let's let's fast forward two months and TJ Majors, this is you. And they got the, the judge goes case dismissed. Are you going to get your job back? That's yeah. That's no. no. Are you going to get, get reimbursed your, for them races? No. Are you going to get your career back? Yeah. You don't know. That's the part that it's not right. He's already being punished. When we got to let the process work before and see the details. And I think other sports do that. You know, what I mean, I, you see other sports where it's like we're gonna. All right, the you know, say Deshaun Watson for example, like all these charges brought against him, like. Nobody, I don't think, to my knowledge, I mean, maybe the team has, but like, has he been suspended from the NFL? Like, not yet. I don't like, think. they're gonna, they're gonna let the process play out and do their own investigation, and then make a decision. It seemed like this news hit Reddit at two o'clock in the morning, and by eight o'clock in the morning, Eddie was suspended. I am the most anti-assault on a female human being you will ever meet. I saw a video this morning. My buddy Johnny Jones, who does some things for uh, for the media, he lost both his legs in combat. There was a gentleman, in, or not gentleman. There's a piece. Of New York City that hit an Asian woman in the face and knocked her to the ground. And Johnny Jones basically said, hey, if I'm in New York City and see this, I'm going to get in the middle of it. I am that exact same way. You yeah, do not hit sure. a female. You, you're not aggressive toward a female under any situation. I'm raising my son the same way. I don't care if they hit you, kick you between your legs, you take it like a man, you don't put your hands back on a female. But in this instance, you know, when I first read it, I was like, man, Eddie, man, what, are you, what happened? Man, I hope this isn't true. Then I go on What's Up Motorsports, and I read about this lady who's screaming at everybody, What's Up Motorsports? And I'm, I'm like, man, maybe Eddie's version that he told me is true. And then I read literally one of the reports. Freddie, it's identical to what his side of the story is. Yeah, the it one goes you sent years, me was exactly It goes same. years back, and there's multiple, multiple people saying, look, if you question these people at all, they just come out there screaming at you, and, and you know, why, why be like that? Well... That's I mean, just how and, people and are sometimes. this is where you know, if this does get dismissed, does Eddie have a case? It like against her. The the, the like I said, the problem. Yeah, well, that would be nice. Like if he could, because he should. She if if like Brett said, if this gets dismissed in two months, three months, four months, whatever it is, I don't know that he gets his job back. I don't know that he gets another job. Well, so I now she. I don't think he was fired. He wasn't fired. He's suspended. He's indefinitely but, suspended yeah, by but, Hendrick. And then on top of that, so you get, so you, what fans, what means, what this means is he's indefinitely suspended by Hendrick. That means he's not allowed to spot for Chase Elliott. But yeah. then NASCAR, when they stepped in and they indefinitely suspended him from NASCAR, well, guess what? Now he can't do his truck. Now he can't do his Xfinity car. So now he's jobless. Yeah. We get paid mm-hmm. per race. Yeah, so he lost his job for this weekend and for the foreseeable future. Yeah. And it's just like, can, like that would be nice to know that you know, this she defamed him. You know, she slandered him. She slandered him. I think the tough part that teams will have in the future is sponsors. Is because even though whether it's true or not, when you look at like PR from a PR standpoint, it is hard for a sponsor because fans are going to still take different sides to represent yeah. anybody. And, that and but has do they not come out and back him? Like, look, he at, was proven. This is thrown yeah. out. This even is not at true. that point, like. What, way, ha- what happens if Chase wins the next four races with his new spotter? The, I mean, who is also his business manager? If they're mile and a half, he might. So <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, when your car's three times faster you're, than you're, 
I mean, Chase Elliott had a great Coke 600. Now he's going to Sonoma. He's pretty good on road courses. So now say. you run four races. This guy runs top two in all of them with his business manager, who's also probably one of his best friends. Yeah. They're cousins. Yeah, they are cousins. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just tough deal all around, especially for Let Eddie. the facts come out. Let due process play out. Yeah, don't um, just pin the guy. You know, if, if he's guilty, he'll, you know, they'll find it. See so. the facts. Form your own opinion. That's all I got to say. Kurt Busch is reportedly a top candidate for a second 2311 car in 2022. Has he Freddy? been in your meetings, Freddie? Spot on, spot off. I was wondering what he was doing there yesterday. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, listen. I saw he had on some new Air Jordans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, I, spot on. Obviously, you like this is a win if you can get this guy in your organization. We, we just talked about he is one of the best race car drivers on the racetrack to this day. Um, so you, you got that veteran presence. You know, we heard rumors. I, obviously, it was pretty well known that Denny was going to expand his team pretty quickly. Uh, so, it sounds like at least two cars next year. Um, so, you get Kurt Busch, race-winning driver, champion driver. This guy can evaluate your program. He can tell you where your program's at versus sticking a Josh Berry, a Zane Smith, a Harrison Burton in there, rookie guy that doesn't have, you know has no idea what the Cup at the Cup series. Obviously, we're all going a new car, so nobody's going to really know. But Kurt can at least get in there, evaluate your program tell you what you need to be better at, you know, and and then we've seen it at other places, Josh Berry pushing Justin Allgaier. Kurt Busch gets in that other whatever number it's going to be, it's going to push Bubba Wallace to be better. So it's a win-win all the way around, I think. If you can get this guy to your organization, that's the guy to get right now. I think, what was it, Zane Smith rumored to go to Ganassi a couple uh, weeks ago? I can't remember whose name I heard going to Ganassi, but anyway – I heard it, and I was like, there's no way. There's no way you're going to have Ross Chastain over there with one year of full-time cup experience in a good car. Look, he rode around in the back for all those years. That doesn't count. Um, and then you're going to have a guy with no experience like Zane Smith. Wow, talk about putting your organization in a tough spot. But when I look at this Kurt Busch move, it makes a ton of sense. You know, Kurt's probably – going to want to race for a couple more years, right? So this gives you an opportunity to get that team established. It gives Bubba more experience to lean on, not that he doesn't already have enough with Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch, and Martin Truex, but I think it makes a heck of a lot of sense. What I'm most excited about, though, when I look at 2022 is there seems to be two or three legitimate teams looking for charters, right? Track House is on a lease. They don't own their own charter. They're doing really, really well. Um, They're competitive. Yeah. I mean, Matt Collick said publicly, I want a charter. So that team, having worked with them, I mean, they've got a top five this year in a very limited schedule, sixth-place finish it at a plate race. I mean, they want to be competitive. And, and then you look at Denny Hamlin, guess what? I know he wants to be competitive. So when I look at the model of the series and I look at us only showing the top 20 on this ticker, the more better teams we add, like the more exciting this race is getting. The biggest thing that I took away from, you know, obviously rumors started breaking this week, so they're going to ask Danny about it, ask Kurt about it. Denny comes out and says he doesn't need a charter. I mean, and I, I, we had like we've been operating under the assumption like if you want to, you know, be profitable, make money, you have to have a charter. And and he, I thought he brought up great points about we've heard you know when the when Spire bought the seventy eight charter, you know, all right, it was going to take us two or three years to to make Pay our off. money back, and then from that point on, we're making money. Well, this charter agreement runs out in twenty twenty four. So now, are you gonna are you gonna lay out that? Six, seven plus, whatever it is, because now they're you know if we got four teams looking for them, 
that that drives the value of it up for these teams. You know, for you know, and value is only really what people are willing to pay for them. But. I think the, I think the problem with, with that statement is Denny saying he doesn't need a charter. He's absolutely correct because if he goes out and makes Daytona five hundred, makes a few races, gets high enough in points, he's kind of locked himself potentially in the race. Obviously, he thinks he's fast enough to qualify. But here's the problem: a guy like Kurt Busch, he's made a lot of money in his career. If you're not a charter team, your winnings suck. So where are you going to come up with the money to pay Kurt? Because that's not a Harrison Burton. That's a guy. And look, there's a lot of there's there's a lot of drivers that you guys see running up front that are capped at not a lot of money compared to what those guys used to make. Kurt's going to need to make money to go there. Is Kurt going to take a million dollar cap? Yeah, but is so he? That, I think that's the big the big difference there is fully funded teams versus like we were, we were read this week or last week I saw the 37s talking about they might have to skip races because they're not fully funded. The way things are rolling at 23, the, the, you know, 23 cars obviously sold out. Um, and there's still people beating down the door to get on the 23. So I'm th- in my mind, they're, they're figuring we can just, we can, we can move those sponsors to Kurt and, and obviously Kurt's probably going to bring monster. They've been everywhere he went. Um, so you got a little bit of money there. Uh, but I, you know, if if they're going at it looking like, hey, we're going to be fully funded again on a second car, that's where you're paying Kurt. And you know, if this business model changes in two years and where the charters go away or the charter plan changes, I'll tell you right now, some of these drivers need new managers because they're signing really crappy deals. We talked about it on here before, like who made more, when did Chase Briscoe make more money this year or last year? Crappy deals out there. <laughs> crappy deals. NASCAR announces Phoenix will host the championship race again next year. Spot on, spot off, TJ. Uh, <laughs> you could say something negative, TJ. First time in your life. Go ahead. Okay. I'm just kind of glad we're not going to a mile and a half right now. I mean, geez, it, but it's going to be a <laughs> – It won't make a difference. <laughs> I mean, it's at least a little closer at Phoenix. <laughs> um, well, the nine didn't seem like it made it that close last year. Uh, well, I don't know. I think uh, – I need to see how the new car handles. If Phoenix is obviously a very unique type racetrack, and it doesn't, you know, doesn't always provide the best the best racing. But I did think the championship race last year was decent. Um, I thought it was okay for Phoenix. It was. You are trying really hard to be positive about this. And it's it wasn't 2018. Past. I'll be honest with you. I read this and I felt like I got kicked in the stomach. I knew it. I knew. You. <laughs> I, I, I just. I did, man, because I, I, I'm so excited about so many things that we've got going on in terms of new markets, new tracks, trying new things, new car, new car. Oh man, I love Phoenix. I, I like that racetrack. Do I think it's a championship caliber, entertaining race compared to a lot of our other tracks? It's not even close. I mean. My first note when I put this down was blah. You know, it's just like Phoenix. I don't care what you, whatever package we've run, whatever car we've run for the last X amount of years. When was the last time you can remember a great Phoenix race? The one with Harvick and and Carl Edwards beating each other, you know, coming to the line. Like I can remember that pick out one. Is that even that track still, or was that? Uh, I, think it, no, I think it was the same. I think the turns might have been like they yeah. had swapped the start. I want the old one back. But, I mean, we just never had, like, great races at Phoenix where you can go back to Homestead and think of multiple great races um, or anywhere. Just move – my biggest thing is move it around. Like, don't put it the same place every year so one guy gets really good – you know, has a good package for Phoenix and he kicks our ass there, like, the nine. If we go back there right now, you know, he didn't do very well the first race, but he probably wasn't having all his tricks up his sleeve there. Uh, but, like, just – I don't know. I, I just – 
I've never been impressed with the racing of Phoenix, and I just don't know why. And the other thing is, like, why are we ending our season on the West Coast? That's another thing that bothers me. I don't know why it bothers me. It's Phoenix is a great market, but like, I feel like our roots are here in the Northeast, and we end our season in Phoenix. I don't, I don't know. Here in the Northeast, your roots are in the Northeast. Or North, my roots, my roots, northeast. My roots in the Northeast, Northeast. 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 Sorry. Well, we ain't, well, there's no way we can end the season in November up in Northeast. No, I there. know, but I mean, we could go. I don't care. It's cold. Who cares? Get over it. They play football in the. Cold. I almost the more I. The more we get down to this, the the more I almost feel like it just needs to be a plate race. I know that's crazy, but that gives everyone else the. I mean, everyone's all, got. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I don't disagree with you. I, I mean, I would be, I would be more for like a. If you're on a road course, but don't do that every year. Don't just run keep a road moving. Course. Well, it would suck if the champion wrecks out and victory lane. Hey, here's the political part. I mean, remember this thing ended at Atlanta forever. And, and SMI yes. owns Atlanta, and, and that was where we went, man. And, and now we ended at a NASCAR on track, which I get. But NASCAR has a lot of good tracks. Homestead took over Atlanta kind of for that, and we just knew. Look, we went to Homestead at the end, yeah. and that was it. NASCAR had had their had their dibs there, and, and I think NASCAR's got a lot of good tracks. Just I say we just we end the season in Nashville at the fairgrounds, and then the banquets it, the next in week. the Xfinity cars, <laughs> and you draw a number to see what car you get. <laughs> just like <laughs> let's do it. This Store Bumper Clear podcast is brought to you by our friends at RacingUSA.com, America's online headquarters for NASCAR merchandise for more than 20 years. As Google's top-rated source for NASCAR merchandise, RacingUSA.com has a wide assortment of driver die-casts, hats, apparel, helmets, and novelties for the sport's most popular drivers. For example, RacingUSA.com currently has more than 500 different collectible die-cast cars available for 39 different drivers, including this week's Charlotte winner, Kyle Larson's, race-winning diecast. RacingUSA.com is truly unique. They automatically discount items in your cart so you get the best price. They offer free upgrades to expedited shipping. They guarantee the lowest pre-order prices. They ship all in-stock orders the next business day. And as an added bonus, you can enter to win this month's $200 gift card. So whenever you want something new to show your support to your favorite driver, shop RacingUSA.com, America's online headquarters for NASCAR merchandise for more than 20 years. Reaction theater? Let's do it. That's always my favorite part. (laughs) You know, when I go and watch a NASCAR race, I expect to, you know, watch a NASCAR race and not have to listen to a Jay Leno interview for like 30 (laughs) laps. What the f*** was that, Fox? Talk about one of the worst race coverage I've ever seen. Hey, TJ, eh, you're all right. Well, I don't. The good news is, Austin, you didn't miss anything. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, They had to give you some interviews. Five laps into a run. Five laps into a run. That's where we're staying. <laughs> TJ Majors looks like the type of guy that you could walk up to and call him an <laughs> And he would look right back at you without hesitation and say, you're darn right I am. And that's what makes him the coolest spotter in the series. That sounds more like a Brett answer to me. <laughs> no, that Brett would not say you're darn right I am. He'd say, <laughs> you look at my bank account <laughs> <laughs> probably because he said it multiple times thanks charlie you're nice well guy. i don't know what nascar's minimum speed is but i'm pretty sure i could outrun that 66 in my damn f-250 <laughs> that was ridiculous i agree uh yeah nobody's arguing with you i was thinking about coming on here 
and just saying something like, you know, Freddie, Brett, TJ, love you guys. Keep up the good work. You know, Casey slash Hannah, whoever wants to be in studio this week, same to you. But then I was like, Jason, what am I supposed to say about Jason? And then I remembered, you seltzer sipping son of a <laughs> I tweeted last fall for Ask DBC a really good question about if there was a way to spend playoff points so no one is getting a buy for three rounds. And what did you do? You liked it. You hearted it. And then you never even brought it up on the show, bro. <laughs> like, really, dude? That's some <laughs> Dillner would do. And I thought you were better than that. Guess I was wrong. That guy holds a grudge. Do you yeah. know what that guy sounds like? You might not know what I'm talking about. Remember that that little video years ago about the dog with the bacon? And he's like, oh, the cat. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I'll have to show it to you. So long. You know what I'm talking about, Jason? Okay. Jason, yeah. definitely. Just, yeah. You seltzer he sipping. He was six. <laughs> Seltzer, seltzer sipping son of a <laughs> It's hard to say. Dear TJ, I don't think I like you anymore. You used to spot for Dale. Now you're cuddling with the gano. Oh, dear TJ, I don't like you anymore. Great voice. Yeah, that's, that's terrible, good, actually. Good we've, voice, had, we've had better. Way better. Sorry. I'll be like, bro, my bank account likes you. <laughs> Just kidding. Day trader. Day trader. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Freddie, does Denny use FedEx to ship his <laughs> to your mouth? Damn. Is that the message? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's it. Oh, ne- my gosh. <laughs> Next day air. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Creative. That might have been the funniest thing ever. <laughs> Holy Jesus. Was that, was that guy's name Max? No, it's Jason. Oh. Jason Schultz. We need to send yeah. that to Denny. I don't know why you got to be a dickhead, Schultz. Don't call him with that no more. Wow. The Coca-Cola 5000. What goat-stroking son of a clown thought that that was an exciting television product? What the f*** was that? Just one dude going around the CLT so many times. I mean, the last time I circled a that much I scored. But anyway, Jeez. look, I get it. I get it. History, fucking crown jewel, bull. I'm so sick of fucking hearing it. You can't How about we have racetracks? Race that's good as a television product. I don't give a shit about the history. I want to be entertained. What's not entertaining is whatever the fuck that was. I know, I know. HMS, you know, whatever. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. Did I break the model of reaction theater? I'm so sorry. Let me start again. <laughs> there was a race, and and two of you spotters are great. One of you sucks. And, oh, let me sing a song. The wheels on the race car go round and round, <laughs> round and round. Eat. <laughs> I like that guy. That's actually very well put there for that a was, while. That was I was entertaining. not arguing with him. I don't know what he was going to say next. We This is probably the most creative, like, whatever analogies these guys are coming Getting up better. with. That deal yeah. where he circled that many times and scored was pretty good. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Circled that. Um, good idea. Bye, Val. Good messages, man. Make sure you guys go to uh, Anchor FM slash door member clear and leave some more. Good job, TJ. Yeah, thanks. Whoa, I mean, TJ's doing outro reads now. (laughs) Well, I figured Casey was going to read it seven times, so I just went ahead and did it. (laughs) You. (laughs) Hey, Freddie, I got to ask you a question. Apparently, uh, how's your brother doing at work? Uh, He's good. 
I heard he went out one time and got to it, had to call in sick. He he, uh, he is an idiot. You know, I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know if we've already made this clear, but apparently, maybe Thursday. It was maybe a Thursday. It, it is was, what I heard. It was. Uh, it was. You know, the Duggar show that we all talked about here that we were going to. Oh yeah. And uh, John was talking about it in the shop with Brandon Lyons, another spotter who's over there helping out. Uh, about they were both talking about going to the Duggar show, and then apparently John's back tightened up on Saturday. And he, didn't make it to work. Yeah, his liver tightened up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> John. Oh boy, John's all of a sudden. John's he like he'd been down here forever, got no job, and then now he's working at Casey's. He's door dashing. Well, I come home one day. I'm like, "Where's John?" Megan's like, "Oh, he's out door dashing." So I'm like, "Oh, okay. Dang. We're just gonna have five jobs now instead of one." Maybe. So, yeah. Well, is he whatever. paying you right yet? Ah, uh, no. I don't care. I mean, damn, sounds like he can Let, I, I don't want to charge him rent because I would like him to get the <laughs> out so he can save his money up and move out at some point. So uh, is that what, uh, you know you're doing that backwards, right? Because when you don't, they're just going to stay longer because well, they're making more eventually money. Eventually he can just get boot, you know, but he's got to have money what, to go what, somewhere. What do you mean eventually? 50, 60? Sure. I mean, what are we Whatever, <laughs> whatever it takes. I mean, Honestly, geez. if I were him, I would he's got. Stay. He's on vacation right now. He's in New York. He's on my. He's only guy I know uh, that hopefully. starts a new job. He works for a week and then he flies to Florida for a four day vacation. And I'm like, yeah, this dude hadn't vacationed in forever unless me or Freddie took him. And and this guy is going to work a week and to take a vacation. Like, how does this happen? Yeah, he's in New York. He's in New York right now for my wow. sister's bachelor bachelor. Hope his back's okay. At least I know where my tax money went. <laughs> yeah, hope his back stays he's okay. At, he's at the bachelorette party. No. Uh no, my like they're doing a joint oh. thing, but it's my sister. Is sister's that the wedding. new thing? Like when you feel yeah. like death, your back hurts. <laughs> yeah, apparently, his. I mean, the poor guy. I mean, his back. Like he's <laughs> working his ass off over there, and it's not working out well for him. He looks like he's crippled every day he comes but, home. But I mean, there's a reason. He's, because he hadn't worked in three he's years. Fat and out of shape. Jeez, oh He's man. like, I pulled something. I said, yeah, you pulled something. If, if, the if muscle I, you haven't used in 10 years. If I went up there and did the T-shirt thing today, my back would hurt. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'd be dead. But who? guess what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to go up there and do T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I love John. Bless his heart. Speaking Glad of work, you find job. a job yet? Me? I don't know. I heard something. No, I ain't got, Ooh, I, I got all the jobs yeah, I need, player. What are we talking about? Yeah, rumors? Kurt? New, new go to Kurt? What, what's happening? I made, I don't <laughs> I'm good. I love my jobs. 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 You can't yeah. even hold one yeah. job. I heard it on Reaction Theater last week. No, no. You can't even get I a full-time get a job. job. Yeah, okay. Offer pad, question of the week. What's your grilling setup look like at home? Freddie, I want to hear yours. Mine? Uh, I got a Traeger grill and I got a gas grill next to each other on my patio and use them a lot. Really, I need to. The Traeger's hurting. We need to get on. Oh, Carlos, there, and I need a pit boss. So I got to figure out where, which one I got to get, and whatnot. But yeah, I, I grill out all the time. It's, we have a a group text with a bunch of guys that have smokers and stuff, and we send pictures to each other about how much better our food is than theirs. And is Denny on your smoker list? Freddie's meat's I mean, impressive. My, my yeah. meat, my meat is impressive. <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate. That. <laughs> so I hope so you never say first, that again. First of all, <laughs> all for pad right now is absolutely the best thing going in the real estate market because I've gone on and I've had buddies, man, like the, they're selling houses like no other. If if you're listening and you're in a market where off pads at, you need to go in there and try to sell your house. But I've got a Traeger that blew up. So now I got a pit boss, my Traeger that blew up still sitting there. I don't know what to do with it. 
I've got one of those Blackstone. I was say, do you still have your Blackstone? It's dump. You throw it, take so, it over here, and so, push it off so the back of your truck. I had a, I had an, I had a Blackstone ish grill, but man, when the grease would run, it would just go everywhere. So I gave that away, and it was a four. Oh, I was going to say you gave it away because it was the size of a football. Field. It was, it was too big. So now I got a Blackstone that I think is going to be a better fit. I haven't put it together yet. It's in my garage. I've got one. It's, and then I, yeah, they're good. The bomb. And then oh, I've yeah. got the uh, the gas grill out, you know, by the patio. But I got a fire pit now. Mm. And my fire pit's got a grill RP, grate on RPG it. RPG room? No, this is outside. <laughs> it's got a big grill grate on so it. So cook on it. Hot dogs. I, I, I'm not experienced in, in cooking over an open fire, but I want to figure out kind of what the best wood is. You know that's what, is. A, what a grill is. It's over a fire. Yeah, but it's not a wood fire. I don't like, I've got a, <laughs> I got a bunch of shit ton of wood in my backyard, but I don't want to just throw any random wood. Like, I want to get some really nice oak or something to, to oh, cook some yeah. steaks over burgers over one night. That sounds uh So I love to cook, I obviously love to eat. So I got a uh, I've got a Blackstone that I use. I've had a um a Traeger, but I gave it to my neighbor because I'm going to replace it with a Pit Boss. And I have another buddy that wants to buy a Pit Boss as well. So is we got a 3 for 1 I know, deal. man. Is there like can we uh <laughs> we bring him in? I mean, we could do a a Pit Boss bargain, but that's uh I've got a, a charcoal grill too, but my my blackstone gets used more than anything. I love charcoal grills, and I don't oh, have they're one good, of those. Yeah. I don't charcoal have the patience grills are, for a charcoal grill. It's like, like ten minutes longer than a gas but grill. But if if you'll take Freddie, they got these little metal chimneys. Yeah. Have you seen those? Yeah. If you do the chimney thing, it, it expedites the process. What you do is it smells good. You buy a box of them little like lighter sticks. You lay them under the bottom, and before you and you just light them, and they light all the charcoal just fine. Yeah, and you can cook all the meat you want, Freddie. <laughs> you re- is your steaks rare? Or medium. Mine usually medium rare. Medium rare. Medium rare. Always got to be medium rare. Medium rare. Jeez. What do you what? eat yours? Medium. Yeah. I don't like it to be like. So the reverse up. sear thing is the key for you. Then you need to do the. Reverse I sear, sear mine thing. in the beginning. You know, reverse sear, dude. You will, once you on do the that, charcoal, if you sear in the beginning, and then just put it on low heat, like way up, you know, and cook it slow. It's hard to beat that. You don't even you don't even use do you use the grill for years? When Searing you, is the ticket though. I mean you use a Traeger sometimes. When I reverse sear, I use cast iron for the sear. Yeah, well, I'm yeah, saying, that's but what it, I use. The, like you were using the oven. I mean that, I, I, well, so I went to Brent's one day and we had a tomahawk steak that was a size pounder. of this table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what we fitted it in to cook like it. We need a grilling segment. Maybe. We should just do a video at Brett's house. We should. Go get a cash offer on your home today with our presenting sponsor, offerpad.com. It's that time again where we discuss our favorite Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. Whether you're on or off the track, speed isn't the only thing you need. What were your favorite more than fast moments this week? Brett. My favorite more than fast moment was when Kyle Busch tried to run William Byron into the 52 car. And William was fast (laughs) enough to avoid the moving chicane that we all know as the 52. (laughs) Uh, my more than fast moment is a guy that I gave a lot of grief to on here for a while was Brandon Brown. He was running into stuff every week and, and wrecking a lot of stuff and racing like an idiot, in my opinion, a lot. But he's been better the last year or so, and they did a good job Saturday. They saved a set of tires. They bolted him on with that last run there, whatever it was, and I thought he was going to win the race. Like He started busting through the field, and I don't know where he restarted, but I know he got up in the top five. I think he finished fourth. Yeah. So oh, that was I was oh. praying for a caution with three to go. So yeah. was I. Yeah. I wanted to see him do it. A lot of those Xfinity guys have – I mean, they've really shined. Like, Jeremy Clements is up there. There's a ton of guys. It's a good field. TJ. Uh, my Xfinity X5 more than fast moment, I got to go with Tyler Reddick. I liked watching Reddick, and he, when he gets that Xfinity car, he just slinging around there, making it exciting. And 
he's super fast in that car, so I'm going to give my award to Reddick. He's my most underrated driver in NASCAR. Reddick? Yep. I think he's the best guy that isn't getting all the love and appreciation he should get. But if those RCR cars keep getting faster like they are, he will. Yeah. Here on Door Bumper Clear, being more than fast is a way of life. Thankfully, there's plenty of weekly action for our Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. You know what else is more than fast? Xfinity X5. With the speed for all your devices, you also get the reliability and security that keeps your crew connected and protected. With Xfinity X5, you can do more of what you love with faster internet and a powerful and secure connection. Follow at Xfinity Racing on Twitter for even more Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. And don't forget to vote for your favorites. Thank you to Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. It's time for Fastlane, our weekly segment where we expose the intelligence levels of our panel of spotters by having them compete in a speed trivia contest. I know you guys are super excited about this. I broke my fire personal fireball record over the weekend, so there's a chance I'm not going to get one of these right. <laughs> it helps with intelligence, I've heard. Oh, oh, oh really? I clearly need some. Well. Brett, ready? Yes. Which team finished last in the 600? Kurt Busch. What teams he drive for? Canassi. <laughs> At what track was the last time Kyle Larson finished worse than P2? Worse than P2? It was the fourth race of the year. What was that? Oh, my <laughs> that was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Name something Freddie's afraid of. Snakes. Is that true, Freddie? What? Yeah, I mean, I don't like snakes. <laughs> Does anybody like snakes besides Ward Burton? No. <laughs> Ooh, what's the hardest thing in the human body? Oh, <laughs> Freddy's or <laughs> TJ's? Or... <laughs> the femur. The femur. You gave it. this to him on purpose. The femur. Oh. What's the score in a tennis game when both players have 40 points? A tie. So you're an idiot. 40 to 40? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. All right, I'll give you two. Uh, Kansas was the last time Lars finished worse than P2. The wow. tooth or the tooth did enamel I, is the hardest part of the I human body. Did I answer that? What am I scared of? Yeah, you are. You answered it wrong. I <laughs> asked you in case you are scared of snakes too, but your answer was really tall ladders. Fweddy, you don't that's even scared. scared of what? Snake. Tall ladders. I don't, I'm not good on a ladder. Fweddy, they're not scared about tall ladder. <laughs> <laughs> 40 love? Deuce. No, it's deuce. Deuce. Yeah. Love. Deuce. Deuce. Huh. Love uh, and meat today is the topics of this <laughs> show. Rare meat. TJ, ready? Sure. Where did Joey Logano start on Sunday? 16th. Who was the highest finishing Ford in the 600? Kevin Harvard. Name something Brett's afraid of. Snakes. What land animal can open its mouth the widest? <laughs> Hippo. What's the total number of degrees in any triangle? Uh, 180. Wow. Impressive, TJ. You got three out of six. Busher was the highest finishing forward. Brett's afraid of failure. And that's it. So you like snakes? I like that. I hate snakes. Well, I don't know. This is a bad question. (laughs) How do I not get credit for that? He said he hates snakes. I think he hates failure worse. I don't know. No, I think he hates snakes worse. Well, you said name something that Brett's yeah. afraid of. So technically. Right. Yeah, technicality. I got four. That's highest score of the year. <laughs> Career. <laughs> Life, I mean. Career best. 
Friday, you ready? No way sure. you get close to that. Where did Bubba Wallace finish stage three? Stage three. <laughs> Same place uh, you finished stage two and everything wow, else. We finished ninth. <laughs> How many cautions did the Xfinity Series race have at Charlotte? Six. Name something TJ's afraid of. Uh, saying anything negative about Penske. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> what is an animal called that only eats meat? Carnivore. How many edges does a cube have? Edges? Sixteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, TJ, you win, but Freddie uh, got three out of five right. This cube got eight. Twelve. Twelve. Twelve edges. <laughs> Charlotte had, uh, the Xfinity race had 10 cautions, Damn, and TJ put on his survey that he's afraid of Velociraptors. Velociraptors. Okay, that thing. You're such a <laughs> idiot. I mean, okay. Anybody I can. I get made fun of when I pronounce it. <laughs> what, you don't like the movie wrong? Jurassic Park? No, I don't. I hate dinosaurs. <laughs> How is it that I get made fun of when I do pronounce something wrong but when jason says something wrong everybody's like oh it's, it's a hard it's a hard word well, he's still drunk it was you keep drunk it up casey you're ago. gonna be you're gonna be in this fast lane too and then we're gonna see your type of answers no maybe we'll I'm, do that next week yeah no that doesn't happen no it does happen no yeah Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans in Reaction Theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. What a idiot! Time for What an Idiot. Brett. This one was tough, but I honestly have to go to the Twitter trolls on this one because... Discounting what Ty Gibbs is doing is a mistake on your part. I mean, he's beating a lot of guys with a lot of experience, including a lot of guys with experience in his own stable. I mean, there's four teams coming out of there. So I've got to say, if you're a Ty Gibbs hater this week, you're an idiot. I was going to give my one idiot to myself because I royally f***ed up two qualifying runs and almost wrecked Kevin Harvick in the process on Friday. Saw that. But I still got to give it to whoever made the call – the pitch strategy call on a 39 Xfinity car to stay out. And they've tried this, I feel like, multiple times, and I don't know any time it's ever worked out. And I even told Jeb coming to green, I said, the 39 stayed out on or put two tires on, and I said, good chance fireworks up front. And he didn't make it a turn two before he spun himself out in front and then overcorrected and wiped out three or four more cars. So uh, one idiot a week is the 39 pitch strategy. Man, there's a a lot of candidates this week. We struggle some weeks, but – you know, we can we could go to Twitter and we could talk about the push truck driver that ran over the midget. Ooh. That uh, that, that was would, an idiot. That would make me <laughs> that happened to Chad at Chili super Bowl. mad. 
did he not? Did he not the exact same thing? But was he, he not they squared up car. when he was pushing the midget, or what? No, they broke his car. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. Um, there's, you know, plenty of big wrecks this week that we could just. I gotta give it a. Um, man, I gotta go with that guy that ran over the midget though, because I saw that before someone else brought up to me, and I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. I would be so mad that. Probably ruined that guy's night. I'm sure. I mean, he had it. I don't know. I mean, he drove over the top of a midget. I mean, I don't and, know. Or maybe we can have a, a group, what an idiot, for the guy in here that opens a, a, a beer with his finger down inside of the hole. So Yeah, Jason was definitely on my list for taking three days to get over a hangover. Hey. But. You know what? Jason's got his buddy here. I'm going to go with him because he put diesel fuel in his dad's gasoline powered car that's hard to do oh yeah. somebody did tell me that story yeah so that there's not i mean How since you, he's here what an idiot is, that, is, <laughs> is andrew on mic back there? yes andrew let me ask you a question how did you get the nozzle for from the pump in the car he because didn't. i'm pretty sure they're he just held it up tight to it and just started <laughs> no squirking way so that was the day i learned that you can't push <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is that I what you did? It, I, I had I held it in, and and my dad's like afterwards, he's like, "Did it fit?" And I'm like, "No, I had to hold it in there." <laughs> <laughs> here's here's what I want to know: You get in the car after being an idiot, and you start it back up. How long does it run before it cuts off? Uh, mile and a half. And how long after that did you realize you put the wrong fuel in there? Uh, not too shortly after. <laughs> <laughs> so you call who and say, "Hey guys, I uh." Well, I made it all the way home. Oh, you did? Yeah. yeah. I was in the car too. Oh. Oh, good job, Schultz. <laughs> so do you actually know, too, that in addition to the diameter being different on the diesel pump, it's a completely different color? <laughs> well, we were talking about this before, too. There's some pumps that aren't diesel that are still green. Uh, yeah, you're still an idiot. <laughs> but hey, I, still, I, avoid, I avoid them completely now. <laughs> you know what really sucked is... Bet you won't do that again. I he won't. was uh, he was that person that was filling the plastic bags up with gasoline, <laughs> putting them in the trunk, yeah. too. How many, how many laundry baskets full of gas do you have at your house? <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot, man. Uh, Poor little what guy. Idiot. He goes like, "Are you still in school?" Yeah. Yeah. He goes to like that Walter Cronkite brainiac school out there. Whatever it is, you might just want to get a Tesla. <laughs> I don't know. He's probably Problem trying to put solved. fuel. He'll probably put fuel in that thing too. Hey, burn it up. Put this into a one ten here. Hey, before we uh, close this thing out, shout out to Donnie Shots, who they announced will make his truck debut at Knoxville oh, this month uh, in the David Gilliland number 17. I am and have been a Donnie Shots fan for as long as I can remember. So super cool to finally I'm see still, a guy that's one of the best World of Outlaw drivers in history to get a shot at NASCAR. There's going to be a lot of guys. Obviously, Donnie Shots is probably the, the goat of, of modern-day you know, sprint car racing. Kinzer's obviously the goat, I think. But modern-day Donnie Shots is unbeatable oh, until Brad yeah. Sweet came along here the last couple of years. But – uh, I know Brian Brown's running. Uh, he's one of the. He's like a Knoxville ace. Uh, he's like a. You know, I don't know if he's a local guy there, but what I know, he's yeah. he's the man. Do you think they're going to run good? Yeah, I think so. I think that I think that some of them ran good at, at Bristol. What I think Knoxville is going to be more friendly for a dirt driver than than Bristol was. Um, but listen, if if you have a truck and need a driver, I got a guy named Wyndham that is looking for a ride. So if, I've been trying to beat up Tyler Young to get in one of his trucks, but he's. He hasn't. He's either not drunk enough or way too drunk when well, I hang out with him. Not doing your job right. So I like I try to get in the middle, but all of a sudden he's annihilated, and I can't I can't get him to commit well, to anything. But uh, we're working on it. So if you have a truck and want a driver, that's uh, when is that chance. race? What guy. weekend is that for Cup Atlanta? Okay, it's on Friday night. So it's a July. That's gonna be awesome. Triple yeah. Crown Champ. I mean, you can't go wrong. Yeah. 
Very cool. All right, DVC picks after Charlotte. Freddie. It's a massacre. You won with William Byron. Everybody I pick. This guy hits the wall by You himself. just need to honestly pick, like, <laughs> somebody who He beat is, me by one spot. You are the worst luck for the people who really need to win at this point. Look at the guys that I've picked and where the, the good guys <laughs> that I've picked and where they end up finishing. True X was 19th. <laughs> I mean, Kurt Busch, 39th. Um, Chase Elliott, Brad, 21st. 33rd. I mean, <laughs> good job, man. I Alex Bowman, eighteenth. That doesn't Martin, yeah, nineteenth. Chris Rebell, twenty fourth. This is just ridiculous. And it's the figures I picked: McDowell finishes seventh, yeah. and you win with Chase. <laughs> Freddie's up nine to four to two. It's a big gap. Are you guys going to start yet? Or I mean, TJ, who you got? Why well, I hate to pick Four's him. I tried one. to pick him last week. No, I can't pick him this week. He's not running. He's there. not racing. I don't think. And your boy. Uh, Screwed me on that, Chris Rice. You wouldn't have won it. I wanted to pick him, but he's like, he's not running there. You okay. still would have lost. It's okay. That's all right, but I just saves him for later because I'm going to lose this week, so I'll pick him next time. Um, I'll go with Ryan Blaney. Solid pick. I wanted to pick Kurt Busch, but he's starting so far back. Ryan Blaney's starting 11th. I'm going to go with a guy who is hanging on to the top 16 in points. In addition to having a Daytona 500 win, Michael McDowell. I already tried that. Didn't work. <laughs> it ain't going to work for me either, but I'm going to try to sell it to everybody. Freddie, who's your winning driver? Who'd you pick? You picked uh, Blaney? Yeah. yeah. He's going to go with James Davison and win because <laughs> that's how this year has gone. <laughs> James Davis is going to win the Irish race tonight, the so he's going to be on the – he's going to be a you know. I will take Matt DiBenedetto. Shout out to uh, – Corey LaJoy had a solid Coke 600, fish 19. Yeah, he did. Um, How about the other car that we tried to pass for 38 Jesus. times? The 77. You, this, you can say this, the number. It's okay. This would have made you mad. Not on a lap, three laps down by himself. And did not – you had that. He stayed wedged up in between. Like it was Harvick, us, or Harvick, Joey, us, all racing for like the end of a stage for like stage points. You know, like towards the end, and it's like – Ninth, tenth, and eleventh, or something like that. And even he's when you just got there, up in the middle. Yeah. Even if you got here, like if you got inside of him a tiny bit, it still wasn't. Yeah, like, we got underneath him, and he was Haley driving. Yeah, yeah. He got. We got underneath him. He raced us hard off of one corner, and it cost us, you know, ten car lengths back to the. Like I understand racing hard, like, but you're. He was the only car that was three laps down. Right. The only guy, and when you got two or three cars racing for for position, man, it's tough to like. I just don't think you're doing yourself any favors. Haley's a smart driver too. I'm surprised to hear that. I'm, I, I don't recall. I don't, I don't recall him doing that ever. It was no, bad. I, I mean, it was yeah. Like and like TJ said, the situation was what drives you crazy. When he's not like I understand it if they're There's racing each other, yeah. you know, whatever. But somebody runs you down from 30 car lengths and catches you, and he gets within a couple car lengths. You know, you could cut up a break in a corner or something. And you know how hard they're racing because it's there's points on the line. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Fred, do me a favor. Uh, remind Bubba this weekend that there's right-hand turns because I know sometimes he gets out there and <laughs> gets a little nervous. And just, just remind our good friend Bubba Wallace that there's – Hey, there's, we got it. Hey, you know got to turn both ways. We could put Ben Rhodes on the pick list because he's running this Spire car this weekend. Oh, it? yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to pick him. Nah, I think I'll stay off him too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, hey, it. you guys have fun in wide country. If if you guys were going for more than twenty four hours, Jeez. I would consider going with you. Uh, I, was, I was talking to Clint last night. I think he's going to go early, and I, I was like, "Man, I'm happy for you because you've never got to go really do the wine things." You know what I mean? Because 
get out there on Thursday. You can't go to wineries when you got to drive race cars Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Now, spotters can, and I have. <laughs> and I would again if I were going. I don't know what you're talking about. I think we had the best cheese curds I've ever had in my life in Napa. That one. <laughs> my favorite, uh, my favorite probably wine tour story is me and Bob Jeffrey were rooming with DJ and Elliot, and this was when we were Yates, and we go on this that's wine a long tour. Time ago, and we're dressed nice, right? Because we'd never been on a wine tour, and Ford's taking us on this wine tour. And I get back to the condo, and I open the door, and Elliot's like, "What in the hell? What? Where have you guys been?" I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like. You left on a wine tour, and you're walking in in a wet bathing suit. That's the best wine tour I've ever been on. You should have went with us. Nice. Privilege of being a spotter over a driver. Now that uh, you guys are allowed back in the garage, Freddie, are you going to avoid it at all costs and just show up hungover? I haven't seen that rule yet, so I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) I'm just avoiding that. I think it's good uh, as long as spotters don't lose their parking because (laughs) my favorite thing to do on Sunday morning was always get in there and go eat lunch with Joel Edmonds and listen to him fuss about everything wrong in the sport. The world. uh, Yeah, or the world. Get Big John's cooking and and then head up to the spotter stand. Get your pit road sheet. Get your marching orders. and So I think that part of it is back cool. And, 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 I mean, the the other cool part is – more and more fans are getting to come back, and that's what we need. We got to have our sponsors in there. We got to have our fans in there. So I think it's awesome that you know as we get to Texas and beyond, more people and big big thing. I mean, I've got two huge events: two in Texas, two in Nashville. If we can't have fans in there, it just doesn't work. You know? Are you allowed? Are, are you? I know the event we have in Texas. Are you allowed to bring fans in the infield? Texas, or I guests? think Texas. I think we're going to get um, between four and eight per team, right? So, big thing there. And, and, I mean, look, we've got VVIPs coming. So, very important to get them down, shake hands, see everybody. The majority of people that I know on that side of the business are vaccinated. So, uh, I think we can all get in there and be responsible and make this thing work. Let's get it behind us. Agreed. TJ, you going to the garage this weekend? No, uh, not this weekend. Can't, can't go this weekend. weekend. Next no? weekend. Oh, it's not. It in Texas. Which Sonoma's kind of sucks anyway for us. Yeah. Because yeah, you park two miles up park. the hill. And, yeah, it's hard to get yeah. in a garage anyway. It is very hard to get. In. You got here lately. They've been making all the crew guys park up on a hill and tramming them. In. Yeah, like which doesn't suck until the race is over and you're trying to get to the airport. Now you're hung in all the traffic with the fans. Yeah, and you got a four hour, three and a half, whatever it is. It's home. at least four. Yeah, then you got that on a Stuart Haas plane. It's six hours and seventeen fuel stops. I'm gonna really <laughs> miss. I'm gonna really miss watching Brett drive by as we take the white flag, spotting from his car. <laughs> as we clear. <laughs> Hey, you can see just fine coming down that hill from a car. <laughs> I'll go. I will go in the garage though. We we yeah. had a. I mean, I I would always meet with Joey on Sunday mornings. We'd go over. You know, we do it during the week still now, but it's always good to do it fresh. And Joey spends a lot of time in the in the hauler too, as far as going over stuff. And so it's always a good time and to get on the same page with the crew chief and driver and everybody. Uh, be ready to go. We haven't been in the garage since what Vegas of last year. Phoenix? I don't remember. Whatever the last order. rest Phoenix was, was last. Uh, I think it was Phoenix. Phoenix. It was Phoenix. So it's been Phoenix. 14 months since we've been in the garage. Yeah. It's the last At time. Least. Last time I was in the garage, I won. So I need to go back. That must have been all the difference. Wow. Might have been. Awesome. Well, you boys have fun. I'll let y'all. I've never been to Mid-Ohio. I've got a lot of texts and tweets on what to go do. I've got, we're, I'm flying to Akron on Thursday with Chris Rice. We're going to see Matt Colleague, who uh, Colleague Companies is obviously out of Ohio, and then Mansfield Friday, Saturday. Look, I always look forward to going to new tracks. You know, I don't care how long you've been doing this. You hear a new track, you get excited. How many spotters you got to bring? I have no man. I one. <laughs> as far as I know, me. <laughs> I'm not real sure. 
And I'm going to Indie Midget Week, so if you guys are there, be sure to come say hi. Wow. Yeah. When does that start? It's the third, right? Thursday. Yeah. Tomorrow? What drivers you got? Uh... Chris Wyndham, of course, and Ryan Timms, I think, will be running a little bit. He just won Big on Friday night. Yep. Youngest so Chad's power got, image. So Chad's got a group. Uh, so Wyndham's like, I don't know, 40, 50 years old now. <laughs> but uh, then Chad's next drivers are all, what, what? Timms is the oldest one probably, right? He's 14, I think. I don't even know how old they are. They're like I 13, just, 14, 15, uh, and 12, wow. I think. Or basically, like, I don't know. Uh, d- Taking the development approach, yeah. which so far and they're all out. really good. Yeah, they're all great. I, I mean, met Jade at uh, Millbridge last yeah. week. She did good. She finished second. Um, but yeah, they're they're super talented. And Brent, of course, young you kids. Yeah, Brent Cruz kids going to be a stud. I think uh, he's just got to figure out how to slow down a little bit because he is only not scared. Yeah. Hey, I've always believed it's easier to slow them down to speed them up. Yeah, it's way easier to slow but, them down to speed them up. You can't speed them up now. No. Midget racing is indie midget week. You can't beat it. I'm still trying to get Freddie to come. So. I'm co- I think I'm going to come to PA midget week because mm-hmm. it's more during the week. I, like, there's no point in me going this weekend. We leave, but next weekend, maybe. We'll see. Thank All you guys right. for listening. It's been real. Yeah. Have a great week. <clears throat> we out. Holla. See ya. Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.